Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Doll Spirited Adventures. My name is Janet, also known as The Doll, and I host this podcast every Saturday evening, and that's 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Whoo, lowdy, it's been a minute. I have had some bumps in the schedule and um, some health stuff and family stuff and so I'm I'm a little tardy getting here. It is Sunday actually, just so you're not thinking your your calendar's all wackadoodle. It's me. I'm always wackadoodle. Welcome to you all. I'm so glad you're here this evening. Tonight we are in season seven, episode three. The reasons why empaths attract narcissists. And I gotta tell you guys, this, doing the research for this episode was very triggering for me. In fact, um, that's why I didn't do a show last weekend because I was, I was feeling just very triggered and, um, very high strung. It kind of wired me up, you know, uh, just, just remembering all of the unpleasantness of all the different narcissistic personalities that I have uh, run across in my in my lifetime and you know for for <laughs> for um, the general population supposedly allegedly uh, only about one percent of the population has like clinically, uh, diagnosed uh, narcissistic personality disorder type personages running around in our in our world. But uh, as as we get into the show tonight, you'll you'll see how is it that that they always you know head straight for the empaths or the highly sensitive people. I started feeling like. The proper term for us sensitive peoples, we're just narcissists. We're narc bait. There you go. There's my term for tonight. We're narc bait people. Not shark bait. We're narc bait. Keep on your toes. Keep a watch and don't get sucked into drama. Drama rama. So I'm going to start out with a quote this evening. Yeah, we're in for a big one. This is, and it might trigger some of you guys too if you've had incidences of you know being in a relationship with a narc or even a friendship with an arc it's like ah so just fair warning get your crystals out get your palo out so you can smudge and clear that energy off of you because i i had to clear a ton of times just by re you know during my researching period of this it was it was difficult so thank you for uh waiting for me i appreciate it Okay, this, I think, oh, this, this is, um, this is a very telling quote. When we meet and fall into the gravitational pull of a narcissist, we are entering a significant life lesson that involves learning how to create boundaries, self-respect, and resilience. Yeah, resilience. Through trial and error and a lot of pain, 
Our connection with narcissists teaches us the necessary lessons we need to become mature empaths. And that is by Matteo Saul. Yeah, how many out there, show a hands or send me an email, have been, you know, barraged by narcissists in this lifetime? They're, they, they seem to flock to us. But we will, once we, we get through this tonight, hopefully you will have some extra sharp tools in your tool belt to get you through the mess. The candle I have out tonight, and it's a new one, and I'm loving it. It's by the Mythology Line, of course. It is called Halfling Hill Country. It has notes of springtime in the meadow and fresh green grass. Ah, and I've been seeing in my gardens, you know, we uh, a lot of the country here in America is still dealing with a lot of wintry storms. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we have only had one actual snowfall uh, of any kind of, um, you know, the measurable uh, depth. And that was the day after Christmas in December. We had a little dusting overnight a couple, couple of nights this, this last week. But my gardens are saying, oh, hell no. It's spring. I'm ready to, uh, ready to go. And my crocuses have all come and gone already. That happened about a month ago. And the daffodils are about to bloom. And my helleborus is going like crazy. But that is a, a winter type of a, a shrub. But everything is like, everything's coming up, roses. I mean, it's like they are dying to get get up and going. They're like, I'm sick of this winter. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, slow your roll, because next thing you know, flowers will be opening and the next snow is going to dump. That'll be just my luck. Good grief. The crystals I have out tonight, um, the first one is Smoky Quartz, and I actually have two of each because two of them are kind of big and hard and heavy to hold on to. And as you know, if you've been listening to the program for any length of time, I do like to hold and palm and touch my stones that I'm working with all throughout my recording because I just find that I like that energy that each particular crystal gives off. It's very comforting to me and it kind of soothes me and keeps me in the moment. And so I've got two of each. I've got a fluorite tower and this thing probably weighs, ooh, probably weighs two and a half pounds. It's, um, it's really solid and it's rainbow fluorite and it has all these different colors. It's, um, you know, some of it looks almost like amethyst. It's got purple. It's got a deep teal. It has a, a lovely little uh, ribbon of yellowish. Kind of looks almost like like um, mustard in there. But it it has uh, a lot of, of different colors going on. And then I have a little flower, a little piece of fluorite that was carved into a, a little flower. 
and that's also very nice to hold. So I've got this Smoky Quartz, a shorter tower. It's got a couple of different um, phantoms in there, so it's very eye appealing. And then I have this little egg of Smoky Quartz, which is, uh, it's very deep in color, fits perfectly in your hand, and just, uh, it feels good. It feels good to run your hands around it. So let's get to the meanings of these smoky quartz. Said to be helpful in assisting with the decision-making process and providing mental focus. Very protective, grounding, and comforting. Yeah, it gives a very comforting feel when you're holding it. Enhances survival instincts. Listen up, all of you empaths and HSPs highly sensitive peoples out there. Very good stone for protection against narcissism. Uh, it can help one reach personal and business goals. So there you go with that. Assist in making wishes come true. Make yourself a little wish. And fluorite. Fluorite is a highly protective gemstone and can help overcome chaos, stabilizes and cleanses the aura. I think I might have to do a an episode on cleansing your aura. Draws off negative energies and stress of all kinds. I should have been holding this all week. Dissolves fixed patterns and ideas, helping to see the bigger picture. How often do you find yourself feeling stuck? Hmm? Use fluorite to overcome any form of disorganization. So there you go. Lots of good information there. Now, if you're new to the show, I, I do talk about crystals quite a bit uh, because I use them in my everyday work. With I am a psychic medium. I use them when I'm doing readings. I use them for meditation. Uh, each stone gives off their own individual personal vibration and each one you will work with in a different way and will assist you in a different way. I do a lot of my business with my friend Jen over at Zen Jewels. Zenjen, and that's Z-E-N-J-E-W-E-L-Z.com. For my listeners, if you give her this code, free gift seven, that's F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T-7, you will get a free gift with your first purchase with her. Okay. Um, one other quote I want to do here before I get to the card that I pulled for us. Um, hmm. But that's the thing about narcissists. They can try to fool you with all their heart, but in the end, they're just fooling themselves. And that's by Ellie Fox. Isn't that the truth? Ugh. They just leave you feeling so icky. That's my personal, <laughs> that's my personal take on the, the whole schlamazel right there. Okay, so uh, the Oracle card that I pulled from daily crystal inspiration oracle deck was aventurine that's a pretty one create your own luck and i do love me some aventurine i've got several beautiful pieces okay from the guidebook luck starts with you simply by changing your energy you have the power to shape your own fate the first step is to align your thoughts beliefs and energy with what you want. Once you are fully aligned, you can attract the opportunities you desire to accomplish your goals. 
like a magnet, you can set yourself up for the best possible outcome in any situation. Your luck is not a coincidence. How often have I said that? Let me hear from the studio audience. Does the doll not always say there's no coincidences, no coinkydinky? I don't, I don't believe in that. It's your own creation. Core questions. Do you believe you are lucky? What area of your life could use an infusion of luck? How can you stay open to opportunities? Here's the affirmation. I am a magnet for good fortune. At the end of the day, identify one lucky thing that happened to you. That's a fun goal. Yeah, keep that in mind as we come into the new week, people. Okay? Alrighty then. So, I'm going to start out. You know, I the doll's all about education. I, I am a, I'm a firm believer in... It's not enough just to talk about or throw about various terms without giving the listener a full understanding of what those words mean or what those terms mean or how they may identify them. So I'm all about education. And so I'm going to go over some terms that I'll that you will most likely be hearing throughout the program tonight so that you, you know, as you're going along, you can kind of like, okay, okay, I heard, I heard her say this. So yeah, I, I, I get it. Okay. All right. So the first term is empath. It was in the title of the, of the episode, the reasons why empaths attract narcissists. I myself am also an empath. An empath is an individual with a plethora of empathy. Such beings share the pain, happiness, worry, and sadness of other people, even without any idea of the source. For instance, as an empath, your understanding, you understand um, pain. You understand the pain of your friend and how that friend feels when he or she lost his mom uh, when he was a teenager. You feel that deeply. Empaths take comfort in wildlife. Um, These individuals often love to be in a calming space, uh, remote areas, and natural settings. Crowded spaces are often very overwhelming due to the enormous amount of varied varied energies there. And I've I've talked about that before. I, I never really, I mean, I've always been a very outgoing person. People will always, uh, I think when they describe me, my friends, when they describe me, they think of me as a, um, you know, an outgoing person, certainly not an introvert. I'm definitely an extrovert. However, uh, the older I got, um, and that it's just been probably in the last decade or so, and the more tuned in I have become with my various gifts, empathy or empath being one of them, which I had not really uh, honed in on previously. I was not, I I mean, I I had heard the term. I didn't really connect it to me until I came face to face with that 
overwhelming, almost like emotional stimulation from having too many peoples around me in a setting where I was, you know, I was at a high school reunion 10 years ago and I, I was chairing that, that, um, function. So I was on the mic, you know, I, I was milling about, I was, you know, making the rounds at all the tables and I was starting to feel physically ill. I was so overwhelmed. I could feel everybody's, um, heightened. Some people were very anxious. Some people were very happy. Some people were, you know, you just, what you feel, all those feelings at a, at a reunion where you haven't seen quite a few of those people in a long time. It was horrible. It was horrible. My friend Bex had to haul me out of there several times because she could, she is an empath and she could feel it. It was palpable for her. And she's like, I just need to get you out of this room for a minute. So, um, that's what, that's kind of how it physically feels. Okay. Narcissist definition. Narcissists are people who have an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Narcissism is extreme self-involvement to the degree that it makes a person ignore the needs of those around them. Long story short, they are self-centered and have an excessive interest in one's physical appearance and an excessive preoccupation with one's own needs, often to often at the expense of others. Ugh. Kind of makes me nauseous even reading the description. There is significant difference between healthy narcissism, um, you know, being self-absorbed and, and difficult, and and having a pathological mental illness like narcissistic personality disorder. I think everybody at one time or another in their lives, you know, can kind of um, exhibit narcissist or narcissistic traits, if you will. You know, I know that every teenager out there is very self-absorbed, right? (laughs) Some just don't grow out of that. Some, it kind of is inbred in their personality and they it becomes an illness it's a it's an actual diagnosis uh, that narcissistic personality disorder and unfortunately for that type of illness you can't help them and they will only change or seek professional help for their behavior traits when they want to. Nobody can change them. That is something that is, it is a fact. That is an absolute 100% fact. You will never be able to change them. All right. Another term um, that does get kind of tossed about, but it, it is in the same vein. Energy vampire. Energy vampires are people who sometimes intentionally drain your emotional energy. They feed on your willingness to listen and care for them, leaving you exhausted and overwhelmed. Many textbook narcissists can be considered a type of energy vampire because they are persuasive charmers who know exactly what to say to emotionally seduce you. They suck you in. 
they suck you like a vampire. It's very, very true. Oh, oh I'm, I'm feeling triggered again. Let me grab my spooky cord. <laughs> we'll get through this together, peeps, okay? Another phrase uh, for empath is highly sensitive person or HSP, the letter H-S-N-P. So you can, you know, um, exchange them. I may exchange it one term for another throughout our discussion, depending on what word comes to my lips first. So just bear that in mind, okay? All right. So at this point, I'm going to take a quick break, but I'm going to read one more quote before we go to break. And then when we come back, we are going to join hands and jump into the whole narcissistic bog. And and you will feel a heaviness. So get your protective stones around you, whether it be uh, smoky quartz, fluorite, obsidian, tourmaline, anything that can ground you you'll you'll want to do that i i i guarantee you will probably feel something if you are an hsp or a an empath it's a difficult thing to discuss but because um we sensitives are narc bait education is the key in survival and i'm i am a firm believer in that um you, you have to know what the signs are you have to know how to deal with it, or you will get sucked in. They'll suck you dry. So, um, this one really, I don't know, it, it, it felt like a, a stab in the heart when I found this, this quote. How starved you must have been that my heart became a meal for your ego. Whew, that's by Amanda Taroni. Oh my God! It just um, it just hit me at every single level, and um, I thought I have to share that with my audience because, yeah, that that's just yeah, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. They they will you will be the sacrificial lamb for all of their benefit, and they won't look back. You'll be dumped on the side of the road like roadkill. Ah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> okay. Let's go to break. Stay tuned. Refresh your beverage. Get your grounding stones. And I'm going to take you through this. We're going to we're going to do this together, okay? Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. just tuning in tonight we are in season seven episode three the reasons why empaths attract narcissists Whew. okay you got your beverage you got your, your grounding stones do you trust me we're gonna dive in this together all right 
the odd pairing of an empath and a narcissist. They are such an odd pairing. But if you look closer, you will see that these two opposite personalities may have a very powerful and dangerous attraction. The narcissist starts out charming, kind, funny, even loving in their own odd way. They talk a big game, they have big dreams, but things never seem to turn out the way they wanted them to. Then comes the confusing and sometimes explosive bouts of anger, blame, ugly name calling, or at times self-loathing, which naturally you are required to rush in and soothe them. Does this sound familiar? Ugh. The fact is, there are less than 1% of the population running around who are pathological narcissists. So you wouldn't think that HSPs, highly sensitive personages, would be any more likely to find them than the next person. But what if sensitive people are particularly prone to a narcissist controlling needy behavior? Hmm? Let that marinate for a moment. What if, what if indeed? Narcissists are an HSP's shadow self. They walk around with this unconscious belief that they are superior to other people. And with that comes this deep craving for attention. And it's, it's about them. It's all about them. They demand respect and have almost a total lack of empathy. They don't even... They don't, they, it's not in their DNA, right? For, for empathy, of empathy for the needs of others. The result of this is you have an individual who will use or manipulate others in order to get whatever they want. And seriously, it's like they'll step over you, your dead body, to get to the next empath to continue to fulfill those needs. It's, um, it's it is pathological. It's it's like it's like law and order on crack. You've got these crazy, de, you know, deranged personalities that are sucking the very life force out of their victims, and they are victims. Trust me on this. On the other hand, an empath or a highly sensitive um, is completely healthy. And, you know, this has nothing whatsoever to do with ego. HSPs have very attuned nervous systems that process all input, all input, very, very deeply, whether it's emotions, thoughts, sights, sounds, everything that they, their senses bring to them is magnified it and so 
where the narcissist is, you know, having their own trip and on crack and everything's heightened for them in their quest to take whatever they can from anybody at all costs. With a empath or HSP, everything is greatly heightened, but not in a mean or spiteful or harmful way. They just feel it more. They feel everything. Every, every sense is heightened. Everything, um, they just suck it in like a sponge, like a sponge. So, um, yeah, it, whether, you know, it, it just, um, they get overwhelmed. Um, they, uh, they tend to be very thoughtful, caring, and creative people. You know, you, you want those kind of people in your life, right? But stimulation of any kind, whether good, bad, ugly, whatever, in between, very much overwhelms them because they can't oftentimes differentiate between what's their stuff and what they've been picking up like a um, a huge vacuum cleaner. You're, they just walk around sucking up other people's stuff and feeling other people's stuff and they don't know. It's hard for them to, to discern. So, uh, yeah, because all that processing can lead to overstimulation. It just, yeah, they're on overload. So these types, these two types are almost perfect opposites in one very key way. You know what it is? Have we given any thought? One word. Empathy. Empathy. One has none. One has an overabundance. So, uh, even though high high sensitivity is primarily about the individual processes, you know, how an individual processes information, the interesting key point is that most HSPs are extremely empathetic. Their brain regions associated with empathy are much more active than non-HSPs and HSPs in general tend to be giving and nurturers, you know, people that are sought out, you know, people seek you out for comfort and um, advice and, you know, take all their cares away. Does that sound familiar at all? Um, which makes them an easy target. It's like you've got a target on your forehead. you got a target on your back coming and going. The narcissist learns to read people and adapt their strategy depending on the situation. They are, their personality has almost a chameleon um, ability to transform and, uh, transform and, what's the word I'm looking for? and adapt depending on what the situation is. They may come in with one certain kind of uh, motivation and see if that tactic works on you. And if they don't get the response that they're looking for, they can very quickly 
adapt and change and come at you from a completely different angle and then they'll have their you know it's like the bait and switch on their end but you're the bait <laughs> if that makes any sense at all um it's uh it's quite jarring and quite frightening at least to me you know they can be charming and flattering and friendly in order to mask their motivation so they are um they're brilliant at it they've been doing it their whole life many will love bomb you have you heard that term before um i don't know if i should even say this but i'm i'll I'll just give it as an example this is a learning tool in the news lately uh Kim Kardashian is seeking a divorce from Kanye West. And I have read the headlines about how he is prone to, um, in, in one, in one minute, he'll be love bombing her, sending these grand gestures, trucks of flowers, renting out a, a a stadium to propose to her very big, grandiose things. And in another, he'll be, uh, using social media to, completely slay her and say the most horrific, uh, unflattering things about her and her current beau. That is very typical narcissistic behavior. And, and it's not okay. It can be very, very dangerous because, you know, you get so accustomed to that roller coaster, all the highs and lows and crazy in between. And it's cray cray for shizzle. It's cray cray. Um, so yeah, the love bomb, their target. So, uh, the HSP is overloaded with attention. Okay. This is, this is a typical type of behavior. They overload you with attention. You feel great around them. It's almost addictive. And really anybody, empath or not, can get sucked in. So don't feel that just because you're, you're an empath or and HSP that you're only going to attract that type of personality. Once you're aware, once you get schooled, your spidey senses send, you know, send you little tingles like this doesn't feel right. This doesn't sound right. Um, and that way you can have your, your guard up a little bit and they, they can't get in your armor if you don't let them. All right. They'll, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a little overloaded. I'm a little overloaded. So what makes empaths different is their own need to help and care for others, their empathy. And the narcissist has an endless need to be cared for, a need for attention, compliments, special favors, Yuck. And above all else, constant reassurance. It's it's a roller coaster. Does this sound familiar? Have you had this experience before? Unfortunately, and all too often, it's the HSP, the person who truly takes satisfaction from helping others uh, who gets shortchanged. The friendship or relationship can quickly lead to a one-sided pairing where the narcissist reaps all the benefits of the empath's compassion, patience, caring, 
and love and very often countless hours of their time. Countless hours of their time. Like they must think you have nobody else to talk to, no place to be. Everything revolves around them. Um, you know, texts at all hours of the night, phone calls, questions. They they bombard you with questions and every time you think you're done with the conversation, another one comes. They always kind of leave you a little off balance so that you don't have time to think. If you have time to think, you'll see through the BS. And that is very key as well. If you feel like you are being overwhelmed by that personality, there's a reason. And they're doing it intentionally. They're doing it for their benefit. They're doing it because they they see you as somebody that will have this never-ending uh, desire to be caring and you certainly can't say no to them, right? Um, they don't respect your boundaries no matter how many times you try to put them firmly into place. It's, um, it's a very sticky wicket and it's very uncomfortable once your eyes are open. So, um, yeah, they reap all the benefits. It just, the empath has almost this never ending, um, like they've stockpiled this never ending, uh, amount of compassion, patience, caring, and, um, and the narcissist knows this, they know this, and they will keep coming back and keep trying to deplete until you have nothing left to give. And then they'll just be on their way. Right? Um, so, you know, the empath or HSP, on the other hand, gets only more and more exhausted. That's, that's your, that's your gift. That's your, that's your benefit of that relationship. You give and give and give and give and give. You're always there. You always answer the phone. You always text immediately back or they're wondering why they need reassurance. It's, it's exhausting, you know, and if you say no to them, then, um, they come back full blast and you get the guilt trip. You get the, what happened to us? Oh my God. You know, and they make you feel sorry for them because if they, if they can guilt trip you enough, you'll do what they want. Stand firm in your in your belief, okay? Stand firm and stand up for yourself. That's important. They are faced with a barrage of pity parties, anger, freakouts, guilt trips, and being bombarded with questions. All of this is done to keep the HSP off balance, exhausted, and never given enough time in between the turbulent exchanges to let the HSP think about what is going on. Because if you have any time to think, you'll see through the BS. And so they're always going to keep you off balance. They're always going to throw in another weird thing that makes you question 
your own sanity at times. You will start to feel like you're going crazy. Ugh, it's just, it's just, it's so heavy. Um, and it's not until you feel the wrath, the wrath of a narcissist, when you try to break free, that you will start to see them for who they truly are. That's when all the niceties go out the window and um, they basically, uh, it's, you know, I didn't tell you it was time for you to go. You're mine. I don't care if you want a divorce. You're my property. They see you as property. They see you as something to use. They see you as something for their gain, their benefit. It's all about them. It's all about them and it's extremely unhealthy. And oftentimes, uh, it, it, you know, it can be extremely dangerous. These, these things can escalate quickly because they start unraveling. Once they don't feel like they are completely in control of this situation, they will unravel and spiral and it gets very, very messy. So that's what we have there. <laughs> it's a lot. I know it's a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but I have one final quote for this evening that I think ties this up neatly for us. All right. Relationships with a narcissist in a nutshell. You will go from being the perfect love of their life to nothing you do is ever good enough. You will give everything and they will take it all and give you less and less in return. You will end up depleted emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and probably financially, and then get blamed for it. And that's by uh, Brie Bonche. Yes, 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 that and then some. That is that is a, a relationship with a narcissist in a nutshell. And they're never a good situation, but they are extraordinarily heightened and dangerous for those who are empathic and those who are highly sensitive. Um, because those are the types of personalities narcissists will go for first. They seek you out. They seek out the narc bait. Stay woke, people. Stay woke. <laughs> God, that's all I can say. Oof. I know it's a lot. This is a little longer uh, episode than I normally go f- through, but um, I felt it was imperative to give that information and get it out there to you. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me at the doll 48 pardon me, thedoll48 at hotmail.com. My website is uh, thedollspiritedadventures.com. Email is associated with the website. Um, Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. It's a lot of information, I know. If you have any questions, I'm happy to help. If you're needing a reading, whether it's just a general psychic energy reading or a mediumship reading, Prices and time slots are available on my website as well. That's uh, T-H-E-D-O-L-L-S-S-P-I-R-I-T-E-D 
A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S dot com. Well, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you for being you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Hope you have a great week coming up here. Don't work too hard. Monday's tomorrow already. Oy, gavalt. So, I hope you come on back next Saturday because this doll is going to take you on another adventure. Have a great week, everybody. Bye now. Thank you.